When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? We are, man, this is Tuesday morning. I'm here with the man himself, Wayne Breezy. Wayne, how we doing, man? Bang! Bang! It's football <laughs> week, baby. It's football week, baby! Five days till kickoff. I thought you was giving me a high five, but yes, five days. Uh, Played myself. One, two, three, four, fifth. Uh, that's what we got, baby. That's what we got. Uh, so pumped. And, you know, shout out to the man, Eric, uh, the IG maestro you know he sent me the graphic this morning with good old jeff garcia days until kickoff and i was just like as soon as i posted it, i knew what was going to happen and i got dm'd you were heard it wasn't trey lance on there weren't you <laughs> it's like man why are we why got to do this we're moved on we've moved moving, on love all moving, the hash we're moving forward moving, we're moving forward. forward that's what we're about we're about the people that are here with the team currently oh look at that look customized at that, look customized at that. With didn't know I've had this here for over a year and I didn't know it said Wayne Breezy. <laughs> That's right, man. The one and only love all the hashtag CCs. Appreciate the community coming out strong. Here's what we got today. We're going to do some Niners updates. Want to talk some random trivia stuff, but the meat and potatoes of this episode is going to be 49ers versus Steelers matchups. Wayne and I had the second half of this episode. We're going to be going through 49ers O-line versus Steelers D-line, vice versa. What does the linebackers of the Steelers look like against the running back and tight ends of the 49ers and vice versa? So we're going to get into a little bit of X's and O's, scheme talk, all that stuff. But before we get there, let's update everybody just on where the 49ers are with their schedule. They took a day off yesterday. Oh, sorry. They had a light practice yesterday. They got a day off today. So... They're chilling. Then normal practice schedule, just like a regular week. Wednesday, Thursday, big practices. Friday, light. Saturday, walk through travel. Game Sunday. So you're not going to get a lot more news today unless we cross our fingers some magical deal takes place last minute, which I'm hoping for, uh, but not holding my breath for. So talk to me a little bit about yesterday, Wayne. Something that was kind of promising was the injury report. We got a couple guys back. We got Talano Hufunga back. We got Drake Greenlaw back. 
What are your initial thoughts on those two starters returning to the defensive lineup? Uh, I mean, you you got your starters back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got Fred Warner, Energy. I don't know. You got the you got the daggone and the the, the Tasmanian devil is back. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the Tasmanian devil. So like he's back. That's good. And then you got the other Tasmanian. I can't think of another cartoon nickname for for you. Either one could be the damn Tasmanian devil the way I'm looking at it. But they're back. Right. And they're healthy. And this is good. Right. So they'll start that full practice on tomorrow. Uh, and then, you know, from the interviews and the reports, look, Deshaun Gibson says, look, he is playing on Sunday. So that means you're starting secondary with your starting linebackers and your starting defensive line minus 97 will be there. And that's super important because the one thing we need our defense to do is start out fast. Yeah, it, that's key, especially in this matchup. You know, Vegas is predicting a 41 point over under which means the score is going to be like 22 to 19. That's basically what they're predicting. It's going to be a defensive battle. Now, 49ers got a lot of guys back. They didn't get everybody back. There's still a couple guys that are out. I've seen in the chat, and let's throw those up. Shout out to the man, Clayton. The mad scientist is with us today. So get your comments in, and we're going to be talking about a lot of these. Michael says, is Kittle okay? If not, who would be tight end one? Now, the 49ers kept four tight ends on the initial 53, and you brought back Troy Fumagalli on the practice squad. So, Wayne. Let's let's put Michael's question to you. Yes, let's just it. say hypothetically Kittle's out, which we don't know yet. We'll find out more Wednesday. Ross Dwelly's Who, number one. Ross you'd Dwelly. put Ross Dwelly one? Yeah, Ross Dwelly has to be one from a, you know, depending on, like, like the 49ers are going to be looking to attack uh, in the air, right? Like they're going to be looking to attack in the air. And I know everybody's expecting the 49ers to come out and run. Um, but I think what they do is they go after these, these guys, right? They still try to exploit their weakness and we'll talk about that so like for me the tight end position is the strength and i think you take advantage of their weakness which will break down a little bit but ross dwelly will be one charlie warner they would it'd be interchangeable because then on your rundowns i think you'll see more you know with two tight end sets opposed to 11 personnel with the one running back the one tight end the three wideouts. Like, I, I think you'll see more maybe two tight end sets with the running back and, and two wideouts, and then those wideouts will be interchangeable. But it's going to be interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan yeah. comes out and plays chess. Now, best news would be Kittle practices in any facet whatsoever. He's been off on the side working out, and it's a core muscle injury. I would be kind of protecting Kittle from himself just because he loves contact so much. I want him to play, but Wednesday won't be the determining factor for him. But if he does practice, then we know he's good. Kittle could come out Friday, and that would be enough. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But he is so paramount to this game. He is so important to this game. I love that word, paramount. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Da, 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 da. Hold up, hold up. Uh, uh, no, it goes. Oh, look at me doing the skills. <laughs> yes. I like it, man. I, li I like how you can see the keys. I can. Uh, that's yeah, crazy. That's you know what? You ever see that movie Masters of the Universe and they had that that thing and it was like a musical? You never seen the He-Man movie? And oh, they had yes. that thing that was the musical instrument, that synthesizer. It, I don't, it was the key to unlocking what? Yo. Ever since then, I could see music notes. Dude, I had the He-Man underwear for probably oh, yeah, longer than I should have. Uh, so you, you wore those till you were probably like 13, 14? I wish I still had them. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's 
that's all I'm saying. Uh, those things, you put them on, you felt like a superhero, baby. You did. You uh, did. That's what it is. All right, very, very good. Now. It was called the key. Yeah, there we go. Tayshawn Gibson coming back and saying he's going to be playing 100% this week is key. Because, man, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, it was called the key. Uh, it was you, the key. It was the key to the unlocking the world. Yeah. Again, Gibson's expected to play. Let, let's just pose this exact same question. I talked about this yesterday on my show. If Gibson cannot go, I think that he will. But if George for some Oldham. reason he has to take a ser- series out, yeah. who are you putting in at that safety spot? Opposite oh, it, it would be the veteran. It would be George Odom, right? So you would go George Odom playing deep and then Hufunga playing in the box, right? And so, like, Odom, and that's another good, that's more good news. Non-contact uh, jersey gone, right? No more blue jersey. So he fully practiced in their light day, which means that he's it's probably going to ramp up. But if if Gibson can't play because of the what did he call it, nicks and nicks bruises or whatever. whatever. Uh, I mean, he is getting older. I expect his bones to not heal as quickly. But I will say this: he's a gamer. He knows why he's with the Niners. And like he said, if he said he's going to be out there, he's going to be out there. But if he can't go for any reason, you go George Odom. You don't throw your safety out there. Like in in the fire right away, you still try to find a way to kind of like get him in, get him some some reps, get him some snaps and things like that. So I would go with George Odom uh, and maybe you see more Jair Brown making plays on special teams. There we go. There we go. Um, Big Papa. What's up, brother? He says, is Odom strength against the run? Well, we're going to pass. I don't know where Odom's a good space player. Space. So I don't like him in coverage at all. (laughs) <laughs> he got an interception last year, though. He did. He did. Uh, but I, I think that's kind of where it gets I, it gets rough. To me, for us, it would make our safety position suspect because I don't think Hufunga is great in pass coverage either. Like he, I feel like he makes mistakes. He made mistakes in his first couple of years trying to figure out where to play, like entrusting his instinct and pass coverage and then the communication issues, right? And so like when you had Jimmy Ward back there, you knew the communication would be good. But last year we had Gibson back there and they communicated very well. So I feel like that helped uh, Hufunga kind of like upgrade his game, but you saw him struggle, especially in coverage, right? He's great around the line of scrimmage, great at using his instincts, great at making plays, great at tackles for losses, decent in coverage. Does he get his interceptions? Yes. If he he maps out in his head, I know this play is about to go down, I'm going to gamble. It's a good, it's pick six, right? They both will struggle, but at the end of the day, I would go with George Odom playing deep. I'm I'm talking a lot of cover one here, guys, uh, and yeah, a lot of single high safety. You think so? I do, right? Let the let the safety kind of like see the vision of the field. Maybe a little bit of robber with with what you call it dropping back. Let me stop talking like I know how to play football, but I'm just saying like that's kind of the way I would attack this defense. It, I, I would attack that offense with that with that particular type of defense. It's it's a safer way to play. Yeah, I mean they want to run the ball, and you know I started diving into the Steelers' def, uh, offensive coordinator Matt uh, Canada. Who, gosh, man, Big Ten, it's crazy. You know I, I'm just getting ready for my kind of scouting report episode, and it's just he's Big Ten. You know Pittsburgh guy played at the University of Pitt, coached all over the Big Ten. Got promoted everywhere he goes. He's Big Ten. Three yards cloud of dust. Will that change? It is a boring-ass offense. Um, at least it has been the last two years. Will that change? I don't know. Uh, they look pretty good in the preseason. I will give them that, though. I will give them that. So, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett looks 
like he's trending upwards, uh, but he's about to play real defense. There we go. There we go. It's going to be a little different out there, especially when Fred Warner and some of those other guys are out there. Now, some of the guys probably not going to be there. I'm seeing a lot of Nick Bosa chatter in there. I want to focus as much as possible on the people that want to be here, that want to be with the team. Um, ah, I, I get that Bosa there. is – they don't want to be here. He's not here. He's the third highest capped hit. Uh, he's getting paid. We can argue all day about this, and I want him to be top of the money, uh, but he's not here. He is he's not. not. He's here. not here. He's not here. So – Let's that's talk a about fact. the players who are here. Let's do that. So, um, CMC, who I freaking love, everybody loves, he can become, I saw this on ML Football, he can become the fourth player in history to have at least four seasons of 1,000 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving. It's only happened three times in the history of the NFL. So, again, four times, he'd be the fourth player ever to have four seasons or more with 1,000 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving. Do you think that he can do it again? It's a lot. It's a lot. We I'm haven't not, had a 1,000-yard well, rusher in a here, minute. Here, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that I don't think he can do it again because anything is possible. I'm just not Kevin sure. Garnett, baby. <laughs> I'm not sure if if it's going to happen. Mm. Uh, you know, when you look at the 49ers, I think the one thing that you get is that um, it's a well-balanced type of an, uh, of playmaking. Like, you know, you get it from just about any position you can get hit with the, with the bang, right? And so it all depends on how they choose to exploit their matchups. And I think that's what made Kyle Shanahan go after certain pieces. So when you look at CMC... If the teams are expecting him to do such and such and such, don't get it twisted. I mean, he'll overcome those expectations. But I, I expect teams to come out and try to stack the box like right away. Don't let CMC activate, yeah. right? So then how, did, how does Kyle Shanahan counter against that? Well, then you take a look at some of these other weapons. You take a look at lining Debo back up in the backfield and, and, and interchanging those parts. So I think the offense as a whole is going to be super effective. Can CMC... Uh, accomplish a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, it's possible, but he doesn't have to. So I think oh. you want it to be as organic as possible. If it happens, if it doesn't happen, as long as he remains effective and forcing that defense to play a certain way and wearing that tail down, we're good, man. He doesn't have to get those yards. He just has to remain effective. I like what Sonia says here. Kyle already said he wants to limit CMC and try to keep him healthy as possible. Will he do it? That's the question. Depends on Mitchell and Mason's health. Not sure Mason's going to be a go this week, but as long as you got Mitchell or Mason in TDP, I think I think the back end of the running back rotation has excelled throughout yeah. training camp and preseason. So I am excited about that. Um, now, the only three players to ever accomplish that feat that we were just talking about, Marshall Falk, Thurman Thomas, Roger Tiki Craig. Barber. Oh, Tiki Barber. Uh, so Wait, Roger uh, Craig wasn't thousand thousand. Uh, four times. So four you have times. to have four gotcha. seasons of a gotcha. thousand yards rushing and five hundred yards receiving. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Craig's up there on a lot of lists. Uh, but I don't. I don't think he got that one because the rushing. I don't. I don't think he had the four. 1,000 yards But rushing. again, if you look at those those guys that you name, man, like they were literally like the focal points of those offenses. And the question would be, is CMC the focal point? And, and, and I think he can be, but he's not the only focal point. 
So, like, with Marshall Falk, I mean, they had, what, Tory Hall and a couple of wide receivers. Like, they had Isaac Bruce, I believe, during that time. You look at Thur- uh, Thurman Thomas. You look at the Bills. They had Andre Reed. Uh, I can't think of uh, maybe James Lofton during that ooh, time. Look ooh, at me date myself. Ooh. I'm getting older. Uh, and who's the Thurman other person? Thomas is one of, like, my most, like— Number 34, baby. I think he's incredible. You know, he doesn't get the credit that a lot of people— He will do, never get it because he was, ever, he was so never cool. able to accomplish— like they got to the Super Bowl four times, so that whole Bills team has been tainted. Like even Jim Kelly won't get the credit that he deserved. And I thought he was a a a, a, a yeah a dog <laughs> at Bruce quarterback. Smith. Bruce right. Smith, I right. mean, he's one of the best ever. Still, like, he's still, on my Mount Rushmore of, a, pass of defensive end. Exactly right. And so, like, who was the other guy you named? Uh, so it, it was Marshall Falk, Thurman Thomas, Tiki Barber, and then Tiki Barber. I can't even tell you who played. That I, all I remember was that that Tampa Bay, uh, I mean that Giants defense, right? Yeah. Like, I, like I can't even tell you who was on his offense during that time. He was so he, man. he had to be that focal point. I like it. I like it. Now he got him and his brother mixed up. Go figure. There we go. It happens. It happens, man. I, I think Twins. it happens to them all the time too. So, all right. Before we move on, we're about to jump into the 49ers offense for Steelers matchup. But before we do, if you're going to bet this year, we got you. Time to make the week even better. Betting with mybookie.ag gives you all the entertainment that you could ever want added onto watching your 49ers play. So here's what you do. You go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, or you can just highlight this little QR code next to me or the link in the description of this video or podcast. And when you sign up, this is awesome. They have a 10% cash bonus. So anything that you deposit, a minimum of $45, 10% of your first deposit comes with a one-time rollover. You're not going to find better odds than that anywhere in the betting industry. So head over there, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There we go. There we go. Uh, our bets are going to be up over at the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel for all those Jerry Rice tearing up. Uh, and I'm going to be posting the weekly bets probably Thursday or Friday. Devin, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news, and I think this is huge. Uh, talking about Alex Smith's daughter um, yes. was diagnosed with brain cancer. She's living scan to scan right now uh, from a report. So positive thoughts, prayers, all those things, whatever you're in. Uh, one of the greatest men. Um, in the NFL, just amazing human being and amazing family man. And we, we wish nothing but the best for him and his. So uh, sending positive thoughts their, their way. Let's transition now. Let's talk 
let's start in the trenches because I feel like both these teams, they play bully ball mentality on both sides of the, the offense and defense. They want to physically impose their will. So let's start 49ers offense and let's go Steelers defensive line and let's just break down what your thoughts are, where the advantages, disadvantages, all those things. So let me let me just list off. We know our five, Trent Williams, Banks, Brindle, Burford, McKivitz. That's our front starting five. Going against, now, the way that they line up in their traditional 3-4, um, they're an odd man front. So their front line, Cameron Hayward, Adams, Joby, and then their two outside rushers, you got Highsmith and TJ Watt. Alex Highsmith coming off a really, really, really good year. So, Wayne, let's just yeah. talk through this. <clears throat> Whenever I went through those names, what was the one that was just like, this is going to be interesting? So I, I'm going to start with the, the the down lineman, right? Like the, the front front uh, post the edge rushing. I mean, everybody's going to talk about TJ Watt, but they got to forget. They got a super duper like all pro every year, pro bowl, like defensive end. Well, whatever you want to call him, like in, in Cameron Hayward. Right. And so like, I'm starring him, like, like he's going to be, he can possibly be a problem uh, for the San Francisco front. Um, and, and, and so like, you got to figure out a way to negate him and to neutralize him. I think you can do things with TJ Watt to take him out of the pass rushing situations Ooh. by how you attack. Right. And so would I run to Watt's side? Probably. I would try to get him to get to the outside and make as many tackles as he can and tire his ass out. I also would try <laughs> to put him in pass coverage and force him to be a pass covering defensive end, right? And so looking at our looking at our 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 guys on our skill set from our offense, there's many ways they can manipulate that and take advantage of that. You could put a linebacker, you could put a running back on him and Christian McCaffrey. You could put a tight end there. He's gonna have to force a coverage anyway. Now if he beats it, that's a quick throw for to a wide open pass catcher for Brock Purdy. And we talk about Brock Purdy's strength and we talk about one thing he's good at and it's hot reads getting the ball yeah. out of his hand quick like those are the things where he excels probably better than i don't know maybe any quarterback in the league and i know people are going to be like oh you were homer nah gee he get the ball out the hand quick quick man quicker than pat mahomes pat mahomes needs to play to break down and then he just looks phenomenal right yeah he's brock, different. Pur brock purdy is really notorious at high i see you and and think about it. If Purdy is advancing, if Purdy is progressing, if Purdy is looking at that front and like Mike, 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 you know, whatever, 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 <laughs> hot 17, 84, 46, boom, quick throw, bam, it's yards, right? And then you get your pass catchers to turn into yak guys. And so to me, I would attack TJ Watt. I would find a way to neutralize Cameron Hayward. And as far as like the the other uh, edge rusher that you were talking about, Highsmith. and Highsmith, I mean, look, he had a phenomenal year last year. Just got so, paid, and then it's not Friday night, right? It'll be Sunday. So at the end of the day, they got a they got a notorious defense, you know, up front. If that's where we're starting, they're notorious. They got their best pass rusher available, uh, and they could yeah. be a problem. But you know. The 49ers are going to have to figure out how to neutralize that. I'm sure T.J. Watt, John, not to sound long-winded, is going to try to take I advantage of the right side, right? He's going to try to take advantage of 
uh, Connor McKivitz, Colton McKivitz, and and uh, the right side period. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, see how we find a way to negate it. I say get them linemen out there. Boom, boom, boom. Quick screens. Take them out to play. Take them out to play. Get them tired. He likes to go off the offensive left side or defensive left side, offensive right side. So yeah, like that's predominantly where TJ Watt plays. And so, you know, one of the things I want to see is whenever they leak out Christian McCaffrey and it looks like he's going to chip on that defensive end and then just spins around instead, like start doing some of those fun things. You know what I mean? And, you know, allow Shanahan to do his thing. But this is probably one of the biggest issues for me in this game. Look at Big Pop. He says, Trent Williams, McKivitt, strength is pass pro. That's He's not lying. That's He's not fact. lying. He's and not so lying at all. This, though, this area on this side of the ball, I don't like it. Now, the, the Niners' <laughs> offensive line's fine, but I think this is probably the biggest strength on the entire game, special teams, offense, defense. This is the Steelers' way that they win right here. Is it because of the dominance year after year from what you've seen from T.J. Watt minus, obviously, the injury year? Or is it because of the uh, I don't know if Colton McKivitz and Spencer Burford on that right side is going to be able to hold up? Like, which, which one is I'm it I'm not more? that concerned about Colton McKivitz, to be honest with you. Not in pass pro. Will T.J. Watt beat him? Probably. At some point, but like I'm telling you right now, Ogan Joby's pretty solid. Highsmith is great. Cameron Hayward is a six time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro. Told you. Like, this is a talented group. And the reason why the Steelers have not had a losing season in what is it, like 15 damn years? Mm -hmm. It's because the fundamentals on the defensive side of the ball and Mike Tomlin. Now, you could talk about, you know, who they're. Keyword, John. Fundamentals. Keyword. It's, it's just solid. It's just solid. So this is not one of the ones where I'm tilting the scale to the 49ers. It just doesn't make sense. I started there for a reason because I think that this is their strength, probably not our strength. Now, let's go to the next position. Let's talk the 49ers, tight ends and running backs versus their linebackers. See, that's the advantage 49ers. Right. Huge. And this is and this is where this is what Kyle wants to look to exploit, right? And so that's why I was saying, like, no, I'm not saying it's end all be all with George Kittle, but where does George Kittle feast? Over the middle. Yeah, over the middle, the seam, all and, that stuff. Yeah. Like and, and so like without with, with him not being there in, in the in the receiving portion of the game, you know, or him not being there, period, the Niners will have to figure out a different way to fabricate some of that. Now listen. I said that tight end one would be Ross Dwelly, but he's not George Kittle. No. And do you trust a rookie? No. Right? As much as as, as talented as Braden Willis is. I never this, saw Braden Willis get one rep with the ones. Not all training one, camp, all preseason. Not one, rep. one. So you can't trust that. And now you're asking uh, Charlie Warner to go out there. And to be that, that's not his game. He's not a – he, he can blocker. catch – but he can block it, it, run, run, right? Run. So, like, I'm just saying, like, to me, that is what I would circle right there. And it's, I'm not saying you can't fabricate it and get Elijah Mitchell or Christian McCaffrey or any one of those guys on, on those linebackers. But, man, you, you want to dominate on the road in yeah. week one? You want your best player available at that position. We don't know if it's going to happen, but, hey, you know, 
we're here for it. So I'm hoping that's- Kittle practices like you said and he goes out there because that's start him in fantasy football that week if he plays oh, big time if he plays you start him and i have him in several of my fantasy leagues Smart and i don't man. have another tight end and so i'm just sitting and i'm just like i'm gonna wait till freaking saturday and the inactives are announced and then, and then i'll swap a late tight end Smart in, guy drop somebody else now if we do talk about their linebackers they got cole holcomb okay who you know he's a he's a player and a landon roberts out of houston like, it's not the strength. You know, they run a 3-4, so you can include Highsmith and T.J. Watt in this. That's outside linebackers, yeah. But, but that's why I said, John, get them into pass covering yeah. opposed to pass rushing. Right? I'm saying, yes, 100%. Don't, don't do what they want you to do. Okay. I just want to make sure yeah. I understand it. Like, you want them dropping back. I'm not saying T.J. Watt or Highsmith aren't good pass uh, covering outside linebackers, that's not, but that's not their strength. Yeah, they don't make they, a living intercepting passes and and getting guys in the flat. Like right, that's not that's bump the flat, run routes on them. Yeah, I like that. But I'll say this: even if Kittle can't go, the Niners still have a huge advantage in this group. Okay, there you go. Christian McCaffrey, it. Kyle Juszczyk, the backup tight ends against Ooh. these backers. Yeah, I, I just think it's huge. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to. The wide receivers, as far away from the ball as possible. Let's do wide receivers versus corners and safeties. Let's go through just who they have. Patrick Peterson. Um, you Dog. know, they got him long. Yeah, he's played against the Niners forever. Levi Wallace is their other corner. They drafted uh, Joey Porter Jr., but I don't think he's starting. Then they've got Fitzpatrick. That's your dude. That's uh, my Monte guy. Casey, Keanu you know, Neal. He's my favorite safety, bro. He's incredible. I mean, he's all pro safety. That was ahead of Hufunga. Right. He he just has. That's why I like this game. <laughs> you got Huff and you got uh uh Fitzpatrick in this game. It's gonna be dope, right? Like that's I'm watching the safeties in this game, but I want to start with the corners. I want to start with the outside guys. Uh, and so when you're looking at the outside guys, I mean, you got a dog in Patrick Peterson, but I don't think anyone other than Greedy Williams. It's going to be a matchup for a guy like Brandon Ayuk. I, I think him wided out, lined up. I mean, great. Get ready for the run. Now, Patrick Peterson to me is still a dog. Yeah. You got a younger health. You got a younger, ferocious dog going against an older dog. Now, the older dog may have some tricks, but <laughs> but Brandon Ayuk knows how to get open. This isn't running a straight route down the field trying to get open. Blah blah blah. blah all that good stuff. No, this is him trying to get Patrick Peterson on skates, getting him off of that, you know, getting out of his breaks. And again, you have the quarterback that likes to do what? Get the ball out quick. And so then you can get a chance or opportunity to where now the safeties have to make a play on the 49ers wide receivers. Debo Samuel again, like he is going to murder. And I don't like to use that word, but Wallace, come on. That's like, the weakness. That's the that's, that's the matchup. That's where you attack. Whoever's whoever's there. Uh, Ayuk, Debo, Jennings, don't care. Don't care. Now, I will say this, too, and I think it's important. The safeties are good, and they've got good depth there. Uh, obviously, Fitzpatrick, I think he's the best safety in I the NFL. I like Neal, too. Like, yeah, I mean, they've got guys. But uh, Big Papa asked this question, and I think that this is key. He says, how much... Uh, will will Pittsburgh run five man D line? They run a three four, but they walk their outside backers down. So you're going to have a five man odd front. 
on the majority of first about. and second downs. That's what like you you're going to have five guys up there. So the way that this is built is you break through that first level of the defense, big plays come afterwards. You got to break. You got to break that first that level. Seal. Yeah, yeah. Because if you, so, it's it's one yard, it's two yard, it's two yard, it's seventeen yard. You know what I mean? So, can the Niners find a way to be efficient and move the change consistently? If they can do that, we did this on your show. Teams that limited the Niners' yards, str- the Niners struggled because their entire mo is we're getting first downs, we're just we're efficient, we're moving forward, lots of positives. So this is a good defense. And Very. so we did that exercise about which defenses were good. And so when you looked at them, I mean, you, you started to see it kind of like later later on down the line, right? Especially in the playoffs, it got a little bit different. Like I felt like Brock Purdy struggled against the Cowboys defense. Uh, but we were able to come out of that game victorious uh, because of our defense, <laughs> right? And so like, look, I, I, if our defense stays relatively the same, Without Nick Bosa, uh, and Brock Purdy is given those opportunities, I think he'll be able to find a way to continue to be efficient. It may be a struggle, but it's a game of inches. You take what you can get at first, and then you adapt, right? And so the key is keep that damn defense on the field as long as you can. Give me long, sustainable drives. I want touchdowns, but even if they end in field goals, like keep those 11 10 11 if you can get 12 play drives and they all get you scoring points that's efficiency so that's what you want because at fourth quarter somebody going to be worn out and the difference between our team offensively and their team offensively i feel like we have more depth we have more guys and weapons that we can utilize later on down in the game i do like anthony mcfarland their running back back up I think he's really pretty damn good, but not like Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason. Like most, so I thought I thought Warren depth. would get would be over. Oh, depth. sorry, sorry, I apologize. Yes, Jalen Warren, you're correct. Um, my old fan. Definitely different type of running back than uh, than um, Najee Harris. And I'm not. I, I know last night I was doing something. Najee Harris isn't trash. So if Pittsburgh Steelers no. fans were watching, he's not trash. But you have to admit he's not what you thought he was. I mean, I know he had finished with 1,200 yards last year, but I just feel like the Steelers aren't utilizing him properly. He could be so much more dangerous in a different offense. This he goes has back to that offensive style of Matt Canada, which a lot of Steelers fans wanted to move on. They wanted something else. Like, this is probably the most Stone Age-type offense in the NFL. It's by far one of them, and that's an issue. So let's transition. Let's go to the other side. Let, let's talk this. Let, let's talk Steelers offense versus 49ers defense. And let's start up front with the big uglies. Okay, here's the Steelers offensive line. Okay. Um, starts with Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle. You got Samalu, who came over from the Eagles at left guard. Mason Cole center. You got JT Daniels, the Iowa Hawkeyes guy. He's been all over the place. Right guard and Okafor. I can't say his first name. It's like Chukawama. Um, That's their right tackle. I'm going to say this. It's... It's less uh, the 49ers offensive line. You got four dudes in a hall of famer. This is just five dudes. None of yeah, them are bad. But, None of them are great. Mm, just but average. The, the, but the continuity is good yeah. there. 
And, and I think that's the context, right? Like, will the continuity for the 49ers offensive line be ready to go week one? Last year, it wasn't. But you also had three new pieces. This year, you only have really technically one new piece you're adding in. So you're hoping the continuity is there. From the practices and the training camps and the preseason games, it looked like the offensive line took a couple of steps back. But the Hall of Famer wasn't out there. So you got to look at it like that. Now, right. their offensive line, their offense looked to seem like it was moving. It was flowing like water throughout the preseason, right? They were putting up points. Kenny Pickett looked like he uh. MVP candidate, right? Like that's that's what the way they were making it. I look, they have continuity on their offensive line, and I'm not saying that the Niners don't, but our defensive front needs to figure out how to take advantage of this. And me personally, the difference this year between last year from our defensive front, because I'm looking at how to attack that offensive line, is the pressure up the middle. And yeah. I think that is Which where... we haven't seen. We haven't we, seen. There you go. And that that that's key, because if Hargrave and Armstead can be what the Niners want them to be and stop that run up the middle and allow your linebackers to flow on the outside and you, you shut down this run game, Kenny Pickett had more interceptions than touchdowns last year. Kenny Pickett was worse than Sam Darnold. He was way worse than Sam Darnold. Like, I get that he flashed down the end and they won a lot of games. And, he, you know, the big play ability is there. It was different. But you got to look end. at the whole scope. I, I mean, Brock Purdy threw more touchdowns than him in half the games with a quarter of the turnovers. And so we'll kind of see how it goes. Now, Kenny Pickett's trending up and they love him and all those things. And maybe he's incredible. But this offensive line, if you can make him uncomfortable, stop the run, and make Kenny Pickett uncomfortable without Nick Bosa, we'll see. We'll see. I, I love this, Logan. He says, watch out for Pickens. All right, let's go out of order. Let's talk, let's talk wide receivers and secondary, okay? Their biggest wide receiver and best wide receiver is George Pickens. Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson, he's a little crazy route runner. Um, and then they went and got Robinson. Allen Robinson is kind of their number three. They've got Calvin Austin. They got a couple other speed guys. Another speed guy. But I don't know. Yeah, George Pickens is awesome. But I don't think that this is a very talented wide receiver core. Am, am I crazy? No, because if if you could look, we found a way, and I, and I know it's tough to say this. We found a way to negate or kind of cold out some of the top wide receivers in the league over the past couple of years. Yeah. Right. Uh, did we play? We played the Vikings with Justin Jefferson, right? I'm just curious to know what he did against us, but I know what Jamar Chase did by heart. I know he had 77 yards with a couple of TDs, but those TDs came because of plays that got down to the goal line, right? You know what I'm saying? They weren't like right. big plays. So we live. My point is, limit the big play. Like limit that. Like limit that. If they if they score on the goal line to their number one wideout, fine. But you limit Justin the, Jefferson had four catches, 83 yards when we played them two years ago. You just limit those big plays. I think the Niners are really good at figuring out how to take away the number one guy. How do you stop Deontay Johnson? That's going to be key. And I think Logan, he's hitting on it. Oh, sorry, Clayton. I messed you up. My <laughs> Clayton's the absolute best there is. Ambry Thomas concerns me the most at outside corner. So we, if we're in our nickel packages, it seems like Ambry's going to be outside. Demo's going to be inside. Because you're going to put Demo. Hey, here's what's funny, right? Because did he concern you his rookie season when he had to cover Jamar Chase? 
Did yeah. he concern you his rookie season when he had to cover? Um, oh my gosh, what's the receiver that was on the uh, on the on the Titans and now is the Eagle? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Did he concern you when he had to cover the number one wide receiver? Doesn't it seem like he plays better when it's up to the competition? It just to me it does, and I'm not I'm not sticking up for Ambry Thomas. I'm just going off of what I know. When he has to play lesser type of competition, he just be second guessing himself. He just be all over the place. He's just not good. But when he knows he's stepping up to the plate, he's got to lock down that number one guy. He plays pretty damn well. So on yeah. the outside, I'm hoping he's a guy that's on a guy like George Pickens. Even though you want uh, Mooney Ward on him, they might try to switch it up. So it it, it could work in our favor uh, with Ambry out there covering out on the outside and if we go to the nickel but who knows maybe it's just all diamador lenore and i'm hoping it's mooney ward on on pickens as much as we possibly yeah. can but if i'm the steelers i'm not leaving pickens i'm putting pickens in the slot fuck that i mean bump that i'm <laughs> six three get can four four get your behind mm-hmm. in that slot and take advantage of the slot weakness there's no more jimmy ward y'all it's isaiah yeah. oliver it's it's potentially Samuel Womack, maybe Diamador Lenore. It's a work in progress there. I'm taking advantage like of that. And and I'll say this, like, look, George Pickens, he's going to get his. He's going to make a freaking circus catch at some point in contested coverage. That's his MO. That's what he does. That's going to happen. You just got to limit those. If he gets one or two, can you make them stop and settle for a field goal? Those types of things. In the NFL, they're going to score points. The over-unders at 41 now. So, hmm. yeah, it's going to be a low-scoring game. That's what Vegas is saying. I think it's going to be. I got low-scoring, bro. I, I'm I'm at the 21-13 mark. Especially if Bosa's out and Kittle plays, I'm betting the over, period. I'm going to learn how to do that this year. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I promise you. Hey, man, we've, we've posted profits nonstop, which is awesome. Yeah. We've had bad weeks for sure. Uh, but if you have bet with us, we've made some money. I'm going to uh, figure it out this year. I can tell you so, that. That's what we got. Now, let's talk the last position group we got. Wide, uh, sorry, tight ends and running backs for um, the Steelers versus our linebackers. Pat Fryermuth is awesome. Uh, Najee Harris is a good back. But do you give them the advantage over Warner and Greenlaw and whoever's going to be our three, whether that's Burks or DFF? What are your I think, thoughts? There? I think the 49ers have the best linebackers in the league i think that's made clear it's clear yeah. present danger right so like whether it's stopping <laughs> the run ford. harrison ford whether it's stopping the run or whether it's covering so uh my my more concern is if they if they come out in a in some type of personnel with a couple of tight ends out there so now you're forcing one linebacker to take on a tight end and you're hoping your safety could pick up the other tight end again remember earlier in the show i was talking about uh what's his name's brother uh connor um uh the tight end for the steelers they picked him up connor hayward like this is the, and they have darnell washington too remember uh, the, like another guy they they can try to figure out a way to exploit that and force our safeties to cover some of these tight ends and things like that. And so it's going to be interesting, but do, am I worried? No, I, I just feel like our linebackers can cover running backs, period. Uh, period. I'm taking Fred Warner over Najee Harris and any, I, I'm, I might even take Fred Warner over CMC at this point, like, but he's on our team. So I'm lucky. Like, like we're lucky. You know, at camp, 
there were the four clear players that stood out, two on each side. Fred Warner, Talano Hufunga. I don't even think it was close. Those two were the best defensive players. It's a like, it's every it's damn a, day. It's amazing to me the level. I don't know what Fred Warner's mantra is, but every year he goes out to be better. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I know every player does this, but he actually proves it. Like he, He's like, yo, I could be 1% better. Like he's going, what, year five, six, like 1% better? Like, and that's tough to do when you got, when they draft your replacements. We don't want to have that conversation, right? When they're drafting guys to, to pot potentially replace you because we can no longer afford these guys. So that's crazy. Like that's yeah. dope, man. He's Fred awesome. Warner's the guy. He's my favorite player, hands down. Well, my favorite player is right next to him. Dre Greenlaw is my Greenlaw. guy. This is funny because... It We're was Patrick, like this. Patrick We're Willis, like Navarro yeah. Bowman. Navarro Bowman. I mean, it's interesting. Just, yeah. Well, you okay. like the dogs, and I like the the, the smart the technicians. Talent yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I want, but see, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I hated doing this as a coach, and I was guilty of this. Like, I would stereotype positions. Mm. Like, you play in secondary and you're soft and you're not a bully. I'm sorry. You're not going to be a starting corner for me. You don't fit. Respect. If you don't want to inflict pain on people as a linebacker and you're more of a finesse guy, go to the offensive side. You're going to be a backup running back or tight end. I don't want you over here. I need people that want pain. Pain. What Clubber Lane, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's your prediction for this upcoming match? <laughs> pain. Pain. <laughs> uh, forgot Quan Alexander is a stealer. I love Quan Alexander. Eh. Um, I love Quan Alexander. I, I just love, love him his too. Personality. But but I, I know one thing. He he don't know how to tackle. No. So I, I, I will I will say this. Yeah, tackle him. I don't he's, think he's going to get a lot of playing time. I, I think later in the year, if there's an injury or something, perhaps he oh, will. Oh, okay. Special teams and okay. long term, that's kind of his role. But I love Quan. I, I'm glad he's in the NFL. And I'll say this: I'm going to positive and negative. Okay, positive. When Nick Bosa was asked who should have been their defensive player of the year, the Super Bowl run, he said Quan Alexander for what he did for the locker room and the morale mm -hmm. and all that. And he wasn't even playing. Then the negative, I think he was the worst player of the Super Bowl and kind of cost us that game. Everybody wanted to talk about the overthrow from Jimmy or Kyle. Man, you go back and watch that defensive tape. That dude got butchered in butchered. that Super Bowl. He got uh, bullied. But it wasn't his fault. He came back early and shouldn't have been playing. He shouldn't yeah, have been playing. He was coming he, back from that injury. Yep, you're right. But you're that's right. what it is. Now, here's here's uh, before you, you 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 know move on. Like I think my only concern is right. Like keep you, you talked about taking away the run. You got to make sure. You, you don't get gashed up the middle. They're not an outside zone team running team. Like they like to run in between the tackles and, and get yards. Now they, and if Najee Harris breaks loose, that's when he's dangerous. Mm. Right. And so that's my concern. It's not that he's a bad running back. It's just that his style is ground and pound. And I just feel like if the Niners don't eliminate that, he's going to try to exploit that the best way he can. So we got to figure out how to take away that run. Don't over-pursue on the pass rush. I know we're going to try to get to the cornerback and watch out for the screens. You ever play Madden and you know they're about to do a screen, but you just think you could get to the quarterback before he throw the ball? Can't take That's that bait. <laughs> Can't take that bait, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, 
got to be and disciplined. You talked this. about it. You talked about it. Javon Hargrave in preseason, he had such a limited number of snaps. That Super dude blew limited. up like two or three screens. That's one of the things that I love most whenever I was doing the Philly film on him, which we have up on the Niners Rush and our Patreon. Like, that dude just blows up screens. Like, he reads it. Yeah, upstairs, man. It's upstairs, man. He's got it. Now, this weekend, Wayne, you know what I'm excited about? We get to hang out in person again. Finally, yo. I haven't seen you since training camp been too long man when we get yeah. together it's bad we eat good food great food talk trash non-stop and we it's laugh wings and tacos <laughs> okay uh so if anybody wants to wants to buy us food wings and tacos that's right, right? i'm the taco guy and i'm the wing guy but it's cool because you know we just have a blast and we watch niners talk niners it's all niners it's all i love niners. it and so we are going to party this week. And here's what's great. Saturday night, the night before, we've been able to extend our party. It was just a night party, but we decided to join forces with the official 49ers party uh, and their evasion. We're sharing a facility. They've got the morning party till 2. We take over right after the official 49ers party is done uh, in the same location. We're going to be at McFadden's. I should probably put the the banner up why not right it's got the information on there so we'll be there 2 to 9 p.m um and the most amount of giveaways we've ever done times two um Damn. a lot of people coming out uh, yeah the amount of stuff we're giving away i'm bringing four suitcases just so you understand of all the stuff that we are giving away to this stuff checking four bags in an airport is not the funnest way to travel uh getting shuttles and rental cars not fun but that's okay that's got a rent a cart that's all yeah, you ain't lying, man. You ain't lying. So come out, party with us. We're at McFadden's the night before. If you haven't gotten tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And then our tailgate. Wayne, our tailgate. Oh, it's going to be litty. It's going right? to be pretty cool, man. It's going to be lit. Traditional tailgate, parking lot, three blocks from the stadium. Um, we've got DJ. We've got giveaways, trivia, all that stuff. All you can eat, all you can drink, um, liquor, everything you want. One-stop shop, you pay it, you show up, you have fun, you win stuff, you meet people. It's going to be incredible. So come out, party with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Ah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, and if you can't make it to that game, we've got 12 other opportunities throughout the season, 12 other games we are hosting events, um, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. So here we go. Let's get to the comments and some questions that you guys have had. And it's still time if you want to get those in. Clayton, behind the scenes, is charting those. Uh, let's let Wayne take this first one from the Irish, Sean Ferris. All right. Sean Ferris says, 49ers on the Kyle have started sloppy every year, 2019 included. And like 2019, you could be sloppy, but you still need to win. Yeah, like... um, I'm not sure if it's so much of Kyle trying to get his players to execute, um, you know, his game plan. Uh, so you're going to get the slow starts. Uh, but I do think Kyle Shanahan's in a he has, he's in the same situation with different with a different quarterback running the realm. I think you I haven't seen Kyle trust the quarterback in a minute. And I really think Kyle is starting to trust in Brock Purdy and what he can do. So if Brock comes out and he's able to dial up again, move the ball efficiently, effectively and efficiently, and the 49ers, like not many penalties, things like that, man, it's going to be electrifying to watch, right? So you might see much more of a quicker start to the 2023 season. 
Uh, I would say this last year, it was an anomaly. Like I know they were going with Trey Lance. I knew he was the, we all knew he was the plan, but damn man, his first game was on the road in Chicago in a monsoon. You have to factor that in because that's what happened. I don't think any quarterback can play well in a monsoon. Hell, Justin Fields was a worse quarterback in that game. It's just that he hit a big play due to a miscommunication yeah. on the defense from one of our favorite players in Tylenol Hufunga, Andre Greenlaw. And next thing you know, Dante Pettis, who I think is out for the season, caught a touchdown pass. I think he's on the IR. I think I put on IR. So, like, all I'm saying is, like, not an excuse, but that was the slow start of last year. And then we, you know, week two, we, we started to churn, and then week three was bad, and then, and then it got better. So, like, yeah. look, I think for us, I expect a slow start. And if you don't get the slow start, be like, oh, shoot, we wanted something different. But expect it because it's what the Niners do. Remember, they they kind of play around first few weeks, get a feel for things, things like that. Uh, can we afford to start slow? I would say it ain't about how you start. It's about how you finish. And I'll say this. I think Mike Tomlin's the best coach in the NFL. He's my number one. Um, last year they were one and three to start the year before that they were one and four. So I think teams start bad week one. They're sloppy play. You've got a new young quarterback. Guess what? So do the Steelers. These are not going to be teams that come out red hot because you have such a huge turnover at the quarterback position, the most important position in sports. Um, so But who, but who John, if you, if you had to, if you had to, if you had to pick a quarterback now, knowing what they are. Are you going Brock Purdy or Kenny Pickett? Oh, Brock Purdy by a mile. So, so Brock is a better quarterback. So, like with a better quarterback, right? So, having a better quarterback should result in better play. That's all I'm saying. Should yes, small sample size. Now, if you look at Kenny Pickett, though, here's the difference. Kenny Pickett's a bigger dude. He's a typical quarterback. Six three two twenty. Yeah, that dude ran a four seven forty. He's yeah. got a thirty three inch vertical. So like, yeah. you put Brock Purdy next to Kenny Pickett, and it's just like, all right, oh, those but, are not the same thing, right? But do the measurables matter, or does winning football games matter? Both matter. I think both matter. Eh. But I, I mean, the bigger, faster, stronger guy has assets that the smaller guy does not. That that's doesn't true. Mean that's measurables, everything. right? That that's uh, that's a, that's a hundred percent. I agree with that one hundred percent. But it's all about how you put it together. Yeah, I still take Brock Purdy. I'm taking Brock Purdy. I got you. But there are some things like Kenny Pickett can move. That dude can run. The ball. Oh, he can move. That's another thing. Do not let him run. I forgot about that. Contain him. You got to figure it out. Don't you? Don't got to spy him, but you got to make sure he doesn't move up in that pocket and take off and run. Yes. Shout out to our man, Ed subscriber. Appreciate you, man. He says, I'm really not worried about this game as a whole, except uh, we do lose a lot of our first games. It's weird because it's a two and a half point spread currently mm-hmm. uh, on Vegas. The Niners are favored even on the road. I, Kyle's I don't know. Two, Kyle is two and four. Okay. Uh, oh, and say that again. Kyle Shanahan is two and four in home openers. I will say that he won in Tampa. In away openers? Or home uh, just home, just I mean, just openers. I'm sorry, oh, period. Gotcha, gotcha. Just in openers, right? I would say that in away games, he beat the Lions and he won against the Tampa Bay on the East Coast. That's right, post East uh, time zones. Uh, now right I know there. we lost to Chicago, but that's not East. All right, on the road, and as far as home games, it is what it is. But my point is, 
like Kyle Shanahan, I would say, has a winning record on the road in home openers. There we go. Somebody's doing yard work outside. Uh, my neighbors are currently. So sorry if that's picking up on there. I apologize. Uh, Aaron says it's been years since the 49ers won in Pittsburgh. Good point. Do you all know how long? Well, I could tell you in just like five seconds. Well, Pittsburgh hasn't played at home, I believe, since 2014. So we got to go further back. Uh, They've than- played 22 times. We beat them last time we played, but not there. We won 24 to 20. That's right. That was that at home. That was week the three. Keller Weatherspoon game. That was week three. Yeah. Keller, Keller Weatherspoon. That's the game we first saw Jason Verrett come in the game and get ridiculously torched. That was the game Dante Pettis, I believe, won. <laughs> there we this go. This is so funny. The last time we beat the Steelers there was 1996. Jerry wow. Rice and Steve Young were still Damn. played. Uh, but we don't play them that often. And so you play them like once every four years based on the rotations and you play them at their home. You know, what's that once every eight years. So it's been a while. So eight, 16, 24 years that adds up. Uh, that's, that's kind of where that is. So uh, good question. I, I'm going to have to add that to uh, my repertoire. That's going to be added to uh, one of the trivia night questions. So if you're coming out, that's going to be a trivia answer. If you want to win some autographed stuff, uh, I'll let you take this one. All right, Steven, is it Bear or Buyer? Uh, either way is dope. Uh, John Chapman, I love Bosa, but I'd rather have two high-caliber players on the defensive line, some cap space for next year, than have Bosa and have potential core players gone next year. Um, I, I don't think Bosa affects players in 2024, uh, personally. I don't think his cap is going to affect that. Um, I think... When you have a transcending player, it's it it's kind of silly to walk away from that. Uh, we talked about what Nick Bosa, like what he does, right? And so, like the whole issue with Bosa is, I'm sure his camp wants him to be not just the highest paid non-quarterback, but like literally set the precedent for being the highest non-paid quarterback, like putting the mark somewhere that it just shouldn't be. Um, and 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 when I think about that, like like ask yourself, man. If you look at Aaron Donald, and I think Mo's brought this up last night on Nitty Gritty Niners. I don't know if we did it on the air or off the air. I can't remember. But he may mention, he was like, if you total up, like, Nick Bosa's pressures and sacks, they're greater than Aaron Donald's. Now, I know Aaron Donald finishes the best, I mean, in his first four years in the league. And remember, Nick Bosa missed a whole year. He played one game, one in one couple of plays of a game in, in what, 2020? And then was done. So yeah. imagine if that year was played. He was defensive rookie of the year. And then in his final year, he should have won comeback player of the year, but he didn't because it went to a quarterback. And then, he, and then he ended up winning defensive player of the year. So, like, that – look, his camp is going to work. Like, they're not budging. But when you have a transcendent player like that, to get back to your question, I think you want to pay him because there are three positions you, yep. you tie your money up into. Three prime real estate positions and i even think the left tackle position is probably going down a little bit but it's quarterback and it's edge rusher and then after that you figure it out yep i i want bosa to be here the niners want bosa to be here um hopefully something gets done i don't think there's any issue they're trying to make him the highest paid player uh non-quarterback wise it's just uh we got to get it done and you deal with everything else in the aftermath and the cap penalties and all that stuff 
you got to get Bosa here. Uh, and the fact that he is currently the third highest cap for this year and not here, that hurts your damn team big time. Definitely. Um, that is a killer. Ed, appreciate the subscription. He says, John, I never bet before on sports. I don't know how. At some point, can you help show us how to do it? Thanks. That's why we work with my bookie because you can bet with them anywhere. Um, and again, we I tell you what specifically to bet over on our Patreon and at the 49ers Rush. I list them all. I list the category. I list the bet. I even show you how much I bet. I'm a pansy. I don't bet more than $5, $10, $20 on anything. Uh, I bet because it's fun, but it's a Tony Gwynn style of bet. I don't do the five-team parlays. I don't do those things. I want base hits. I want doubles. I ain't swinging for home runs. It's my money I feed my family with. Uh, that's kind of what I do. So, uh, yeah, and I've got uh, – I'll put a video up. I'll make a video. I'll put it up on Patreon and the 49ers Rush the next couple of days, exactly how I set it all up, and uh, I'll share that with you guys. So thank you. I appreciate that comment. Um, here we go. Uh, Wayne, I'll let you take this one. Randy Daytona. Ah, uh, is there anyone here who thinks Drake Jackson or Cleveland Farrell can play at a Bosa level? Why not? Uh, nah, man, they, they just built different. Look, the thing, I, and I can tell you what I love about both of them. And I feel like even Bosa may not have some of their characteristics, but again, Bosa's just transcending. So like Bosa does what Bosa does and he does it Different. well. And, the, and no one in the league can do what Bosa does. I know that Better sounds than his weird. brother and they're right. looking not and built and sound the same. There you go. All right. So when you look at Cleveland Farrell, the one thing you're going to get from him uh, is, is high motor. If his if his motor is revved up, good luck trying to get him to rev down. Like, right. Good luck. And that's what you want, right? You want somebody that's going to keep coming at the quarterback. Like, every single play. Put a pinky finger on him when he goes down. Like, do something to get into his head. That's what Cleveland Farrell is going to give you. As far as Drake Jackson, Drake Jackson is a freak, so he's going to give you that bendability out there and he's going to figure out a way. Oh, my God, I can't get to the quarterback. Cool, I'll get my hand up. I'll, I'll do something. I'll do a backflip, jump, kick, tuck, or something something to be effective on the play. Bosa can't do that. Like, they all have different things, but the production you get from Bosa, you got it consistently since his rookie year. I don't think those two players have that ability. I think the reason why they even drafted Drake Jackson was to complement what Bosa does Get him as a guy that can set the edge out there. Maybe he can be more some type of a, a, a freak speed way to affect the play, things like that. Uh, but they made him bigger. So I don't think speed is in his wheelhouse anymore because he looks big. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize those two games. Expect the pass rush to be uh, less effective than it would be if Nick Bosa was out there. There we go. And I don't even think... Drake Jackson starts without Bosa there. I think it'd be Cleveland Farrell and Kerry Hyder. Oh my gosh. Have you been watching the show? <laughs> I did. I, did. I, I super chatted you and you got mad. You did. You told me to keep it PG. <laughs> no, seriously. I got, you just said keep it PG. I'm like, man, it is 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> I, I love Wade so much because he's the only guy I could literally give money to and still piss him off like in a super chat. I was rolling, man. Now you guys, and if you haven't watched Wade's show and checked it out and any green writers, it's Wade plus a whole bunch of awesome other people. Link is in the description of this video slash uh, podcast, wherever you're listening. It's the top line. 
go click that check it out uh ready hey what's up man I, I don't know you too well glad to have you he says armsteads hurt every game combination no. zero sacks 20 this is wrong 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 no uh one he has played in the most games in the kyle shanahan era played five yeah. straight years without missing a game yeah. and back-to-back years was the best defensive player we had in the playoffs look yeah. at the sacks he got the last two playoff series uh, be better than that man um that dude is the so uh, what, uh, what did armstead is the oh no 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 what he is the, the blueprint the blueprint of this defense don't like talk score watch um armstead changes the defense you look at whatever he defense. came in changes everything you look at the, jimmy the, ward's the, best plays of the year last year armstead Armstead's was effective. the one that caused it so the, the reason yeah, why yeah. we went on that run toward the end of the year and was effective defensively was because of armstead like once he got over yeah. the the turf toe and then the other issue that he was not turf toe i think he had plantar fasciitis once he got over the feet injuries like you can tell that he was starting to get back into stride armstead is top-notch player uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. He might not be that sack guy that you saw or you want. Nah, that's not his game. His game is to be effective. You need effective players, and then you need players that can be extreme, and he's probably the most effective defensive yes. player on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Greg, as Bosa said, Armstead is the quarterback of the defensive line. Dude changes everything. Um, now, what his long-term plan is here, I don't know. Those cap hits are huge. Um, that's but, 20 uh, million. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. You are correct there, and I appreciate you, Riddy. Glad that you are here, brother. Um, But I will will always say this. If you ask people about two players on the 49ers, you ask them about Eric Armstead Mm -hmm. and George Kittle, Mm -hmm. you're going to find out who watches film and who understands football and who watches box stores and doesn't really understand what's going on behind the scenes. Um, That's just me. But uh, take that for what you will. Clayton, we got any more? All love. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Uh, any more questions, comments, Clayton? If not, we're going to wrap this up next time we record. Uh, Wayne, what's your schedule for the rest of the week, just so everybody knows what they can catch you? Oh, man, I'm doing too much. I know. I just want to get on an airplane and see you Friday. You we're recording point. tomorrow morning. Oh, shoot. That's right. Yeah, so tomorrow morning on the 49 Carrots channel, right? So we start a new show yeah. with Steph Sanchez. Uh, it's going to be on her channel, 11 a.m., right? Which is the old 8 a.m. Wayne, my time, right? The old Wayne Breezy show time. Now, don't get it twisted. There will be a Wayne Breezy show on tomorrow at 1 p.m. right here on my channel. Double Wayne Bre- Yes, you get to see me a couple of times. John, I'm doing trivia tomorrow. I don't know if you feel like doing a double show with me, but you're more than welcome. We're going to do a little Kahoot challenge, and we're going to talk about this game mainly from a, a straight-up defensive perspective. I, I want to talk about how the defense will be dominant without Nick Bosa. So I think Ooh. I I, I want to have that conversation with the with the faithful. So you're more than welcome, John, because I know Friday. I might show up with my popcorn and just, like, enjoy. And oh, just, like, let, people, let I'm, I'm waiting to get trashed in the in the comments. I can't wait. <laughs> Hell no, man. You know way too much. You care too much. Friday's going to be tough, John, because we're traveling. And so it's hard. I don't want to plan anything for Friday, which is a normal day. So Friday, I travel, and I want to get my mind right. We got got performances to do on Saturday and Sunday. So My uh, flight leaves at like 6.30 in the morning. Good God. I know Southwest uh, East Coast. What time you get there? West Coast to East Coast, like 7 p.m. It's going to be. Damn, you're traveling all day. Yeah, but so f- I've got the Southwest. I built up all the points and stuff, and you know, balling on a budget. It's what it is. Oh man, but, that's uh, a dope. That you make sure you record every every travel experience, man. We could turn that I'm, into some money. 
you're good at that stuff, man. Yeah. I, I struggle a little Just bit. Just put the damn okay. camera in the air. Here I am. I'm on standby. I wish I would have did that. Man, we would be famous. We have to pay for shit. Man, I got stuck in another country in Mexico or city or state, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think Mexico Wayne's is the country. Travel. We got to come. What's the name? We got to come I, up with a name. I, it's Wayne's gotta be it's travel just, shenanigans or something. Something. It's just the worst. It's just the worst. If I can't get from Connecticut, well, I'm flying that's out of New York. Thing. If I can't get from New York to Pittsburgh you, that's without, easy. without a hiccup, man, I'm telling you, something ain't right for me when it comes to traveling. And I promise you, you give me 10 years, I'm getting a Madden bus. I promise you that. Oh, dude, I that would be awesome. That way. He has the worst luck. Yeah, you yeah, do. It's, it's terrible. It changes this year, man. It's a new leaf. It's a new leaf. You got this. It's going to be smooth sailing, literally, except you're not it. on a boat. Uh, Wayne, take us out of here, man. Clayton, want to say thank you to Clayton, the madman behind the scenes, our executive producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilton Niner, 49ers, George, 365. Wayne, do your thing. I will say this. You guys have been faithful. Please remain faithful. Stay strong, faithful, and don't let all the little negativity come and seep in because it's 49ers football this week. We're traveling to Pittsburgh, and we're looking, Nate, we're looking to dominate in Pittsburgh, baby. So let's go home and steal away, baby. We out. Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.